0: This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and
1: WNBF.com. Where news breaks
2: first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Cloudy today with a high near 39. Tonight mostly cloudy, a chance of snow showers, low around 21. Mostly cloudy Wednesday, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 30. A teenager is being held in connection with a stabbing incident that occurred at Johnson City High School. Authorities said the 15-year-old boy was taken into custody shortly after Monday morning's attack at the school. The youth reportedly stabbed a fellow student in the abdomen at the high school around 7.20 a.m. The 18-year-old student who was seriously injured in the attack was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. Police indicated his injuries did not appear to be life-threatening. His name and condition were being withheld by investigators. Police said the stabbing happened before the start of the school day in the grounds of the high school. According to a news release, school personnel said the Johnson City School Resource Officer had the incident under control within seconds. The boy who was taken into custody following the stabbing was being held at the Johnson City Police Station pending his arraignment. Police said the suspect was being charged with first-degree assault, a felony, and criminal possession of a weapon, a misdemeanor. The high school went into a lockdown immediately after the attack. Students were directed to go to their first period class at 825. A coffee break turned nasty when a dispute erupted at a Starbucks shop near Binghamton involving a man who threatened to decapitate a customer with a hatchet. Authorities said the trouble occurred at the Starbucks location at 904 Front Street in the town of Dickinson around 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. According to the Broome County Sheriff's Office, deputies determined that Daniel Ackley of Johnson City had been following a truck he believed had tailgated his wife earlier in the morning. Witnesses said as the truck driver placed an order at the drive-thru, Ackley pulled up next to the vehicle and started yelling at the driver for the alleged tailgating episode. Ackley was reported to have threatened the other man with a hatchet. When the truck truck driver went to the Starbucks window to pick up his order, Ackley pulled up next to him, continuing to yell and threaten. Starbucks workers advised the customer to enter the store to get away from Ackley. The truck driver pulled his vehicle into the parking lot, got out of it while holding a hammer. Ackley then is said to have accelerated, striking the other man in the leg with his vehicle. After interviewing witnesses, Ackley was arrested. He was charged with menacing and reckless reckless endangerment. According to the Talca County Sheriff's Office, on February 10th, uh, deputies arrested Daniel Richardson of Aston, Pennsylvania, following a traffic stop on Route 17 near the Owego rest area in the town of Nichols. Richardson was found to have an active bench warrant out of Delaware County, Pennsylvania for receiving stolen property. Richardson was taken into custody and arraigned in Tioga County Court. He was remanded to the Tioga County Jail pending extradition as a fugitive from justice. Police say a small plane with two people aboard landed safely at Buffalo Niagara International Airport after its rear door fell off. Police in the Buffalo suburb of Cheektawaga say there were no reports of injuries or property damage on the ground. The plane lost the door on 5.30 p.m. Monday as it flew over Cheektawaga, a few miles south of the airport. Police say officers searched for the door but did not immediately find it. Businesses in New York State will now be required to clearly post how much extra their products will cost if customers pay with a credit card. That's thanks to a new state law that took effect Sunday. The law means stores can no longer post a sign on a door and at the register stating that credit card purchases will be subject to surcharges. Governor Kathy Hochul said in a statement the law will ensure individuals can trust that their purchases will not result in surprise surcharges. Pennsylvania's 2024 primary election may lack drama in the high-stakes races for president and U.S. Senate, but the field for lower ballot contests are filling up for state attorney general and a handful of its 17 U.S. House seats. Today at 5 p.m. is the deadline for Republicans and Democrats to submit voter signatures to get on the April 23rd primary ballot. Pennsylvania's primary election is relatively late, and by then, Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Joe Biden may have locked up the delegates they need to become their party's nominees for president. Meanwhile, Democratic U.S. Senator Bob Casey and Republican challenger David McCormick appear unlikely to face primary opponents. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
0: Bob Joseph, this is Binghamton now, Tuesday, February thirteenth.
3: Don't fall asleep in the snow. Come up, 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 from below. Wipe the sleep from your eyes. Oh my my, shake the dust off your hands and come run free on this land if you wanna survive. Ah, ah, ah.
0: brand new day 607-772-1290 we'll be taking your phone calls start off this tuesday morning with the information and occasional entertainment you need
3: now fallen soldiers arise, raise your hands to the sky. I tell your mama's alive. Lift up your love to the sky. The sky, don't question why the strength is of another kind. Don't look around, just look inside. Ain't no light in there, but that's all. We're gonna wake up and sing, We're gonna
0: All right, so what's on your mind? (laughs) Contribute if you wish. Uh, All contributors are tax deductible to the fullest extent allowed by law. And I think there's a lot going on around here. So far, and this is just based on the first, oh, six weeks or so of the year, this looks like it's going to be one of the busiest years in a long time here in the Binghamton area. we are ready for whatever happens so we start every day off with a fresh sheet of paper not literally we don't want to use too much paper and uh, and then we uh, go where we need to go and we will we will do that Let's see what happens uh, covering the news of uh, the Binghamton area that's what we are committed to here at News Radio WNBF. Remember, you can hear us at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM and streaming at wnbf.com. Checking out WNBF's website. I enjoy the website uh, not just because I contribute to it, but because there seems to be a lot of Local information on it that you're not likely to find elsewhere. Of course, we uh, provided some of the information regarding the stabbing that happened at Johnson City High School and we'll let you know if any more information is released by the school district or Johnson City Police. They said a 15-year-old boy is facing charges in connection with an attack on a fellow student. So it's very disturbing when one student attacks another. So the precise circumstances are not being released by the police investigators or the school district. Also... Inevitably, questions come up because there have been some other disturbing, violent incidents involving young people over the last several days elsewhere in Broome County. Um, of course, last Thursday, I think shortly before 6 p.m., a 16-year-old boy was stabbed in Johnson City near Harriel Drive and North Harrison Street. Three Binghamton teenagers were charged in that attack. The following day, a 20-year-old man was shot in the face while he was driving a blue car on Lewis Street near the post office near Morabito Stadium. So the car smashed into a utility pole, knocked down the utility pole, and uh, then came to a stop on Fayette Street just around the corner. And police are not releasing details involving what happened there. So, we'll let you know as information is released. As always, if you have information about anything like this, uh, you can send it to me at our website. Well, send it to my email, bob at wnbf.com. And... um, If you wish, it's helpful for me if you at least give your name and a phone number so I could follow up. Of course, we keep all information confidential. If you tell me uh, something about a news story, nobody knows about it but you and me. It's 9.15, so that was the uh, the story from Johnson City that happened just a little over 24 hours ago. I guess that was 26 hours ago at Johnson City High School at 666 Reynolds Road, not far from the Oakdale Commons. Uh, the day before, an incident happened, according to the sheriff's office, at, at a Starbucks. Now the Starbucks store is it a store or is it a shop? Or do they call it a unit? The Starbucks location on Front Street in the town of Dickinson, uh last time I was there, wasn't there to purchase, I was there for a news story. Last time I was there was on November sixteenth. They had a sign in their window. It said, Welcome. Join us in creating a joyful and inclusive space where we can uplift one another over coffee. Thank you for being a part of our community. You belong here with a little heart. It's a green and white sign. Well, the uh, joyful and inclusive space took a turn on Sunday, according to the police account, when... A guy who was angry with another guy pulled out a hatchet, and then the other guy got out of his vehicle, his truck, with a hammer. And apparently the guy with the hammer got hit by the vehicle. It was being driven by the guy with the hatchet. So, And that was at 8.30 on Sunday morning, so... It was not a joyful or inclusive space at that time, according to the police accounts. Uh, apparently the one guy, guy with the hatchet apparently was angered because he thought the guy driving around with the hammer in his vehicle had been tailgating a relative. So um, we are living in interesting times. I think it's reasonable reasonable to conclude. It's it's interesting times. As far as uh, what else is happening on the bright side I haven't heard of any new political controversies in the city of Binghamton over the last 24 hours so I uh, guess we can be encouraged by that fact. On the other hand A lot can happen over the course of the next 8 to 10 hours, so don't be surprised. Well, Bob, what do you mean by that? I mean exactly what I said, don't be surprised. It's because there's not been a new political controversy in Binghamton over the last 24 hours. It doesn't mean we're through with political controversies. 607-772-1290. 607-772-1290. This is your program. If you wish to contribute, you are welcome to call. Love to hear from you. On our Tuesday program, I'm Bob Joseph.
1: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM-1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com.
0: 921 WNBF on a Tuesday morning. We'll be getting to the phone lines in a moment. First, we're joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. Following segment is sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Morning, Karen.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's fantastic.
4: (laughs) Hey, what's also fantastic is I don't see any snow on the ground.
0: I know. I was, yeah, uh, what
4: happened? I
0: was going to call Joe Sobel to find out what the deal is.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: See, this sort of thing, when Joe Sobel, who of course is retired from AccuWeather, right, but when he right. was in charge of the weather around here, this sort of debacle never happened. They always had accurate forecasts. You, you would never find yourself, uh, misled into going to buy 500 loaves of bread and 3,000 gallons of milk. Ahead of uh, a nor'easter, and then come Tuesday morning, you see nothing's going on. I mean, I was walking around Court Street desperately looking for a flake, and I found only one. And she (laughs) she wouldn't talk to me. So (laughs) (laughs) rimshot. I'm sorry. It's (laughs) it's really really poor, but I'm I'm prepared for a 12:05 p.m. meeting too. That was pretty funny. Really? would be, be a little something special in my permanent file. Anyway, that's right. so what's on your mind on this snow-free morning?
4: Oh, my stars. Well, tomorrow we are going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about this uh, new benefit uh, plan that IBM seems to be making um, that's going to affect pensions. And as we all know, pension plans are kind of gone south with most and almost 100% corporations, and instead of that, Bob, they uh, do 401K and they contribute and match employee contributions, but looks like that might be going away, at least the uh, matching with IBM, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, and is it good or is it bad, or is it just status quo, and also we're going to talk about how a brokerage works, because That's really important that people understand that, because a lot of times they'll be like, well, what do you mean, you know, you're a broker? Well, our um, organization has all different companies that we work with, so it's very competitive for our consumers, because we can shop their products. So we're just going to touch on that a little bit, on how that works, and why it's important when you're looking into buying or, um, you know, whatever, purchasing certain insurance products, why it's... Sometimes and most always better to go, uh, you know, through broker, uh, a brokerage, so that you can, you know, get your best buy, get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, and that's up above Plato's Closet in Style Encore. We are all one level. You drive right up to us. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can simply give us a call. At 607-772-4898. You can also just Google us at KSO Insurance. And all our um, information comes up, including our website. And if you missed the phone number, we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages.
0: Karen Sweet O'Neill, we will talk tomorrow morning right about this time here on WNBF.
4: Very good. Have a great day, Bob. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Listening to the WNBF radio station. The WNBF radio station frequencies are 92.1 FM and 1290 AM. We also are accessible at WNBF.com and using the free WNBF app. to the phones at 607-772-1290. And the sound of the dial tone means... Wow. hope that doesn't go over the air. (laughs) We had a caller lined up. It's
3: alright if you love. It's alright if you don't. I'm not afraid of you running away, honey, I get the feeling you want.
0: All right, all right. There is no sense in pretending. Your eyes give you away.
3: Something inside you is feeling like I do, You said
0: is the caller there?
3: Yes.
0: Oh, yes. It, it's okay because we actually were able to hear an extra 23 seconds of the heartbreakers. Listen to this. Hold on. It's all, it's all right. right. You hear what I'm saying, Beverly? It's all right. Yes. All right. I got a
5: question
0: to ask you. Yeah, yeah what's, uh, what's going on? First of all, what's going on in the town of Dickinson? How much snow do you have?
5: Well, the the top, they had a meeting last night, but I couldn't go. I I I, um, I went to I went to the hospital. They had to have some tests done. But yesterday, I I stopped at McDonald's, right? And I got a milkshake with my dinner. I noticed uh, that they, that they charge a surcharge
0: on my milkshake. They charged you extra money on your milkshake? Why?
5: Yes, it did. Why? Just, uh, one milkshake, one small shake surcharge. And I called McDonald's, and they said, "Well, if you buy a meal, you have to pay that."
0: You're kidding me! There's a milkshake surcharge at McDonald's. Oh please! I never, I never heard of that.
6: I never,
7: I
0: never heard of a surcharge, milkshake surcharge.
5: a surcharge. And I called them, and they said, well, we charge that with the dinner. And when did he get it with the dinner? Well, I don't get it. And well, I,
0: what kind of milkshake? Maybe if you would bought a chocolate milkshake, there would be no surcharge.
5: And I told them they were stealing. I don't
0: get it. And then what did they say? When you said to them, words to the effect that they're stealing with this kind of milkshake surcharge, what was their response?
8: Uh, they, uh, It was one
0: of those shamrock milkshakes. They're stealing with this kind of milkshake Oh, whoa, oh, shamrock shake. Well, that's different. You know, shamrock shakes it cost more. Yeah,
5: I had a milkshake. It, right. It was a
0: shamrock. All right. Well, that's, oh, if it was chocolate or vanilla or strawberry, there probably would be no surcharge. But if it's the shamrock shake, because they have to, I mean, the price of shamrocks has actually soared over the last year, and I think it's Biden's fault.
5: Yeah, but why are they charging a surcharge on it
0: for I don't know. I don't know. Did they have it on the the sign? Was there a sign up that said if you buy one of the shamrock shakes, there'll be a surcharge?
5: Receipt, honey. It says one small a shamrock shake, one one small shake a surcharge, and they called McDonald's. And I asked them why, and they and they, the girl says, "Well, that's what we charge with the
0: dinner now." Really? So how much was the Shamrock Shake? A small Shamrock four Shake?
5: Four
0: nineteen. What? A dollar nineteen? Four nineteen. Wait, a Shamrock Shake, a small, is four nineteen? Yep. Well, how can people afford that? Four nineteen for a small Shamrock Shake? That sounds like a lot of money.
5: I know it is. I know it is, and uh, I said to my friend, "I said, Jesus, I said, what the heck are they charging that for?" And I called this morning, and, and the woman got a little snippy with me. She said, "Well, well, if you order, if you order a milkshake, you get uh, there's a, sur- a, a surcharge on your meal."
0: Oh, I find it strange, but I don't know. I don't know. I still. You know what? I haven't had a shamrock shake in several years. I still might go up there. This is the Front Street McDonald's? Yeah, by my house. Okay. Well, maybe this afternoon, look for me, like at about 1230. I'll be the one driving the Bobmobile. It says WNBF on it. And if you see me, just wave because I'm going to buy a shamrock shake if i have time if i have time i'll go up there at about twelve thirty and buy a shamrock shake and i'll just give them a, a five dollar bill and say keep the change yeah
5: they got a one small shamrock shake of 419. all right and then it says a one small shake surcharge
0: wow okay <laughs> well for me i might just go to buy it just for kicks also i have I have a real hankering now for a shamrock shake. As I said, I think it's been more than five years since I've had one. Tell me, give me a description of this year's vintage of the shamrock shake. What's your, what's your take on it? Give me uh, a quick review of the 2024 shamrock shake from McDonald's. Yeah, well,
5: well that was just an, uh, it was just an ordinary shake, but it was green.
0: Yeah, but what's the flavor? It had no candy on it. It had no candy. Did it taste like mint? Like a peppermint or a spearmint? No. Nope. Or double mint? So they're t- giving you a green shamrock shake that tastes like just plain shake, like a milkshake, probably with no milk in it, but like a milkshake, but it has... No flavor.
5: Well, I called them and they and they say that they they told me that if you if you got it with the meal, you gotta pay a third charge.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I uh I will investigate, okay?
6: All right.
0: All right. Bob Joseph on your side. Thank you, Beverly. That's the story from the town of Dickinson, making contemporary news on this Tuesday morning. This is Bob Joseph working for you. On Bingham to Now, Double unBf Nine thirty-six, WNBF live. Now we go to Colorado Center, Colorado. Brian, you're on the air.
9: Yeah, hi, Bob.
10: How are you? First Great caller. Thanks for calling in. Um, no problem. I just want to back up what Beverly was just talking about. When I went through a, a drive up at, at a McDonald's in the Midwest. I ordered a meal, and I went to. Uh, they it used to be when you uh, substituted a shake for uh, uh, the drink, they would charge you the difference. But what they charged was they charged people the full meal and the shake, and uh, not the soda. And when I when I questioned them at the drive at the window, uh, the only response I got is says, "Well, you can get the soda back if you want, but the the shake is extra charge." So I just wanted to back her up. And it was nothing special. It was just a chocolate shake. That's all it was.
0: I don't get it. You know, it's like, it seems like, you know where they got the idea from? The cable company no. and the phone <laughs> company. I'm serious. In yeah. the electric now, company. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Now, all these surcharges, even the newspaper. I get a newspaper here in Binghamton, and on my bill, they charge me sometimes $12 a month extra for so called special sections that i didn 't order and don 't want, and they they have no local news in them, and yet twelve dollars a month sometimes that 's a surcharge for uh, completely frivolous content so apparently apparently um, the cable company, the newspaper company, the electric company. And now the fast food company all have decided that surcharges are the way to go so they can make money. It's no wonder. Brian, is it any wonder that Americans feel so sad?
10: Well, I know it's all all these hidden fees. And I hear New York passed that law for credit cards, which is is good. But I remember the first time the surcharges that I remember hit was on uh, like Federal Express, the overnight people, when the gas went up. Rather than increasing their their rates, they just added the surcharges, and it never went away.
0: Oh, that's another thing. Yes, trash companies. Um, uh, It just occurs to me. Every time the trash company wants more money, instead of just raising their monthly rate like companies used to do, now they say something like a fuel surcharge. And it's like, what? Right. Why why don't you just raise your price? Because you know it's never going to go down. Just raise your price if you need more money. If you think you need more money, and let's face it, all companies think they need more money. Just be upfront about it. Don't don't mislead us. If if you want to charge whatever, I, there's uh, a company that makes a popular mayonnaise. They thought it was clever because they're owned by Unilever, so they, uh, several years ago, just to be clever, that for the first, say, 100 years of their mayonnaise, all the jars were quart jars, 32 ounces. And then some whiz kid at Unilever said, you know what? We could deceive people. We put a little dimple into the bottom of the plastic jar, but the jar itself <laughs> is still the same size, so that shrinks the amount of mayo in the jar by two ounces, so they're paying... You know, for a full quart, well, we're giving them 30 ounces and that's their idea of being clever. And we see that all the time. You know, I, I went to a big store here in Johnson City. I won't name their name. Nobody would know anyway, but a big store in Johnson City and I'm waiting to get a sub and they have all these delicious salty snacks lined up in the little small bags and there's basically about a one ounce so, bag of salty chips might be slightly over an ounce. It's a dollar seventy nine. Yeah. I <laughs> now, I hey, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just I'm just saying the facts. So wherever I look, whatever I do, the price of everything is going up. I will say, at least to the credit of the store, the price was clearly displayed, so I knew, and you could see, oh, a one ounce bag or. Whatever one and a quarter ounces I didn't pay close attention, but a relatively tiny bag of delicious, healthy, salty snacks in a dollar seventy nine I remember I'm old enough to remember when the same size little bag of salty chips was probably about a nickel right, and more plus, chips
10: plus, plus it seems like everything that's uh is subsidized by the government is is in that in in that realm. Most all of that chip stuff that you see in the grocery stores is all most of it subsidized, but they're yet look how expensive they are. Oh
0: yeah, it's amazing. It's a shame. Anyway, right. hey, thanks Thank for you. calling in. How long have you been listening to this program?
10: Well, I used to live in Endwell.
0: Oh, where in Endwell? What what area?
10: Uh, uh, off of uh, 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 what is that street? It's uh, well, I lived on
0: Harding Avenue. You lived on Harding Avenue? Yeah. Where? I mean like what near what was the nearest cross street?
10: Well, is it was a Country Club.
0: Okay. Well, I lived yep. on Harding Avenue. Really? About 2 blocks away. <laughs> 2 blocks to the south. Wow. Wow. So we at one point how long did you live on Harding Avenue?
10: 14 years.
0: All right. Well, you may not. I may not have been living there when you were, but I used to live on Harding Avenue in Endwell. That's where, that's where I had the uh, the most fun during my early years. Especially on a morning like this with all the snow, we would go down the hill on the hilly part of Harding Avenue and then try to stop before we got to Watson Boulevard, <laughs> so we wouldn't get smushed by by a bus. Yep. Whatever. Well, I'm one
10: of those ex- expatriates.
0: Yeah. Well, but thanks. Ex-patriot. Thanks for tuning in. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Yep, thank you. And that is the story from Center, Colorado, making contemporary news. It's 943 at WNBF. So you are open to everybody. You could live in the town of Dickinson or you could live in Center, Colorado. Or you might live in Boise, Idaho. You might. <laughs> you can always call 607 772 We love hearing from everyone. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon. Binghamton Now on WNBF. News Radio
3: 1290.
0: WNBF. Real radio for real Americans. Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now on News Radio WNBF take a look at the forecast because people have requested it by request. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly cloudy today. High 39. Cloudy tonight with a chance of snow showers. Low 21. Snow accumulation overnight. Less than a half inch. Mostly cloudy tomorrow to start then gradually becoming sunny. The high 30. And for Thursday a bit warmer. Partly sunny. Snow showers. Possible. Mixing with rain late in the afternoon. Thursday's high 37. Right now it's 32 in downtown Binghamton. Zero Celsius at WNBF. And I know in recent days I've been remiss by not telling you how good our air quality is around here. It is fantastic. The air quality continues to be wonderful in the Binghamton area. AQI air quality index is 37. So. Go out and breathe a sense of relief. Let's see what else is happening. Let's take a look at the email. Those who are sending us notice. Mm. Weather-wise, we dodged a bullet, not a single drop of snow in a wee-go by the not missing strawberry. Thank you, Jesse, for that report from We Go. Jimmy Johnson is going to take along someone for a ride on in the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. I can delete that. Oh my gosh! What about this? This goes to show the types of things we get. We get good emails, and then we get. A dreck, a study supportive cliches Americans are tired of hearing. Oh, I'm just gonna—I was gonna read part of that. Uh, I didn't waste my time. What else do we have here? Oh, we have news from my friend Elise Stefanik. It's just in from my friend Elise Stefanik. She has filed a bar complaint against New York Attorney General Tish James for violating the rules of professional conduct. All right. I'm sure we'll hear that on the news. Uh, what else here? Buffalo. Dateline Buffalo. Okay.
3: Hmm.
0: In a fraud case, National Fuel claims vendor sold it counterfeit parts that caused compressor station to shut down. Okay, I have to read that. That sounds serious. Let's take another call on our hotline. 951 WNBF Live. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
11: Hi, Bob. It's Gary on the west side. Can we talk golf for a second? I know it's not your favorite subject. Oh, it is I my guess?
0: favorite subject. We don't talk about it enough.
11: Let's talk about the wasted – I mean, the waste management, the Phoenix Open. All right? We've got – there seems to be an alcohol problem out there. And I guess they're trying to address it. You know, they had uh, people – I don't know if you've seen the videos of guys taking their shirts off and sliding down, you know, on their bellies and stuff. I mean, okay, that's fun. But you had somebody run out on a golf course, jump into a bunker, landing head first, by the way, and then doing a snow angel in the sand trap. Okay, you know, maybe he was drinking. You had you had a woman fall out of the grandstands and they said they didn't know if alcohol was related to that. Okay, they didn't know. They just it's it's gotten out of hand. They have to do something. They did stop the alcohol sales on Saturday because it was just so out of hand. I mean it's a uh, did you I don't think you would have uh, watched the golf did you
0: No no I missed that one But now I'm looking at uh, stories that says it's totally out of control Um oh, it's crazy it's Yeah I'm crazy. looking at a a video and here's the sad thing the video is on a website from the UK so this is this you know when Americans do wacky things I wouldn't mind so much if people outside the United States didn't see it, but this is from the independent website, independent.co.uk. So the people across the pond are taking a look at these antics, the person making the sand angel in the bunker, and they're going to think all Americans behave that way.
11: Yeah, well, a lot of it is college kids, right? So they're all, you know, some of them are doing pledges, right? And, uh, you know, all of that involves alcohol. But you know what they do, Bob? It's like, I'm not sure what time they open the gates. I think it's 7 a.m. But people start lining up at like 1 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning. So the bars close, right? They go to the uh, the golf course, and they wait to get let in. Then when they let them in, it's a free-for-all. It's like Walmart. On Thanksgiving, remember how they—you know—people used to run in
12: and just. Right. By the way, how
0: old was this kid? I'm looking at the kid making the sand angels in the bunker. He doesn't even look like he's 21. I mean, he might be, but based—I just stopped the video, and to me, it looks like he might be 18 or 19. The the kid, the shirtless kid, doing sand angels in the bunker. So, if he's been drinking, I'd like to know who served him illegally. Yeah, that's, well, all you need is fake
11: ID, right, Bobby? Just get some fake ID. But they, they don't, what you didn't see was, because oh, I think they've cut off uh, on some of the videos showing that he jumped in head first. He landed on his head. This is before he's doing the sanding,
0: though. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I just saw the video. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's deeply. he's I mean,
13: lucky he didn't snap his neck.
0: He is lucky. And his, by the way, parenthetically, his parents must be proud.
11: Yeah, well, it's a problem. I guess they're going to try to handle it. You know, if you're not familiar with it, there's a they have a a, a stadium on the 16th hole where they have 20,000 people watching a par three.
0: Well, what if this and happens things- this year in Endicott? What if this is the start of a trend at golf events and then things get out of hand in Endicott? What then? Well, you don't see that
11: much drinking during the golf. Uh, that I don't know. I've, during, I've, that only happens during the show at night. Okay, uh, that's
0: when all the drinking. All right. Thing. I uh okay. I no comment. Oh, okay. No comment. Okay, well, I, I mean, I at least now I, don't I can't get it would happen here. Well, I don't think it would happen. Either. Let's put it this way: I can't comment now because we're approaching a break. Because if I started okay. commenting, it would be a very truncated comment. I couldn't do it justice, referring to. What I've observed at Enjoy. So, anyway, we'll just say hopefully everyone can start to behave um, more like adults, and we don't have to see this childish behavior. Thank you, Gary. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I want to see that. If I wanted to see that, I would. Um, well, I don't want to see that, so never mind. Stop it. And not just at golf events, all sporting events. Less drinking and. Pay more attention to the sport. More coming up. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF.
1: This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM. W221 EJ Binghamton. A Town Square media. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290
2: WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Cloudy today, high near 39. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Chance of snow showers, low around 21. Wednesday will be mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 30. Authorities say one person was killed and five others wounded following a dispute between two groups of teenagers at a New York City subway station Monday at the start of the evening rush hour. The gunfire broke out on an elevated train platform in the Bronx at around 4.30 p.m. Monday, a time when stations throughout the city are filled with kids coming home from school and many workers are beginning their evening commute. Officials say a 34-year-old man was killed. The wounded included a 14-year-old girl and a 15-year-old boy and three adults ages 28, 29, and 71. Authorities said some of the victims were believed involved in the dispute and others were waiting for the train. A teenager is being held in connection with a stabbing incident that occurred at Johnson City High School. Authorities said the 15-year-old boy was taken into custody shortly after Monday morning's attack at the school at 666 Reynolds Road. The youth reportedly stabbed a fellow student in the abdomen at the high school around 7.20 a.m., The 18-year-old student, who was seriously injured in the attack, was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. Police indicated his injuries did not appear to be life-threatening. His name and condition were being withheld by investigators. Police said the stabbing happened before the start of the school day on the grounds of the high school. According to a news release, school personnel and the Johnson City School Resource Officer had the incident under control within seconds. The boy who was taken into custody following the stabbing was being held at the Johnson City Police Station pending his arraignment. Police said the suspect was being charged with first-degree assault, a felony, and criminal possession of a weapon, a misdemeanor. At an unusual special election in New York City, suburbs could be a bellwether as in the fight for control of Congress. The election today pits Democrat Tom Suozzi, a former congressman against Republican Maisie Phillip, a county lawmaker, in a race for a district in Queens and Long Island that became vacant after George Santos was expelled from Congress late last year. The race has offered a preview of the political strategies both parties may use in the fall, with the campaign's testing messages on immigration, abortion, and public safety that they hope will appeal to suburban voters. On February 9th, according to Delaware County Sheriff's deputies, they arrested a Roxbury man on the charges from a landlord-tenant complaint that occurred in the town of Roxbury. Delaware County Sheriff's deputies responded to a landlord-tenant complaint. Dennis Slater of Roxbury had intentionally entered and remained unlawfully in his tenant's residence on multiple occasions, not providing his tenant with proper notice per New York State. Deputies arrested and charged Slater with two counts of criminal trespass in the second degree and one count of harassment of a regulated tenant in the second degree. A federal lawsuit accuses National Guard members of sexually exploiting migrants at a Buffalo area hotel where they are being housed while waiting asylum hearings. The lawsuit filed in New York City names at least six New York National Guard members who were assigned to the hotel. Along with several employees of the company DocGo, the contractor hired by New York City to oversee the migrants' needs. It was brought by several asylum seekers and employees hired to work at the hotel. A National Guard spokesman did not respond to a request for comment. A statement from DACO said it is committed to ensuring the well-being of those in its care. According to the Delaware County Sheriff's Office, a woman is facing the charge of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree following a disabled vehicle investigation. On February 20th of 2023, Delaware County Sheriff's deputies observed a vehicle with its hazards flashing on Route 17 in the town of Hancock. During the course of an investigation, drugs and drug paraphernalia were recovered. On Thursday, August 10th of 2023, a sealed indictment warrant was issued for Jennifer Williams for criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree intent to sell a Class B felony. On February 7th of this year, Fallsburg Police Department located Williams and took her into custody. Delaware County Sheriff's deputies were then contacted about her being apprehended and subsequently transported her back to Delaware County, where she was held in the Delaware County Correctional Facility without bail. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF.
0: Bob Joseph, Binghamton now, continues on your Tuesday morning. Those who wish to contribute may do so by calling 607 772 1290. This program airs live every weekday morning from 9 to noon. 92.1 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. Stay connected with us using the free WNBF app. All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
11: Tom from Endwell. Good
0: Morning, Tom. What's up?
11: Um, I just have like a question and, uh, <clears throat> My, my biggest, my biggest concern and question is, is for the, the safety of the residents in Broome County, the amount of shootings and crime that's taken place in our areas and none of it's being reported if people aren't hurt. I think that's very concerning. And I was just, you know, wondering, you know, how come these Things aren't being reported to let the people know, like, what's going on in in their areas.
0: Well, give me one example.
11: Well, you had the stadium. Um,
0: I reported on that. I was there. I was there a few minutes after it happened. I reported on it. I did multiple stories. Was, we, we did pictures. We had video. It was reported on. Right. There was, there was multiple shootings. Give me an example. Give me an example of an incident that hasn't been reported.
11: Well, I mean, very under the rug reporting, um there was one in Port Dick. Um but
0: it was reported. I didn't do a story on it. It happened over the weekend. I think it was uh, it was on news channel 34. I saw the story on news channel 34. Don't come on the program and say there's a lot of crime that's not being reported without being prepared to give me several examples. So let me just check because, you know, I want to verify it was reported and that I just didn't dream it up. I'm going now live to BinghamtonHomePage.com, and let's see if I can find the story. I'm sure I saw it on... The News Channel 34. Yeah, here it is. Weekend shooting in Fort Dickinson by Roy Santa Cruz. There was a shooting in Fort Dickinson over the weekend. The sheriff's office said Saturday, uh, multiple agencies responded to a report of shots fired in the village of Dickinson near Shenango and Beacon Streets. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So your first two examples have been proven fallacious. So give me one more example of a shooting that you know of that hasn't been reported that you think should have been.
11: Well, there was, there was definitely more incidents that uh there was one on Robertson Street last night.
0: Robertson Street. Where is that?
11: I think that's over by the what's what's the name country town somewhere's over in that area i believe
0: and how do you know about it start Black. wait how do you know about it
11: heard some people because I heard other people talking
0: about it where i don't know where did you hear people talking about it if it happened last night and it's ten thirteen a m where did you hear people talking about a shooting in binghamton last night <laughs>
11: Just people that I ran into during the day. They just.
0: You ran into people this morning in Endwell who told you about a shooting that happened in Binghamton last night. Well,
11: people are talking about it because of the Met Stadium one.
0: Right. And where did you see these people this morning who were talking about the shooting that happened in Binghamton last night?
11: Just out and about, Bob.
0: All right. So. In other words, we're doing a pretty damn good job of reporting around here.
11: I, I'm just saying, I just, I love our area.
0: I love our area too. If you have information, Tom, about stories that are happening, if you find out about shootings, stabbings, uh, vehicle crashes or whatever that you think are serious and need to be reported, send me an email, bob at WNBF.com. Bob, why do you always give me a hard time every time I call? Because you make up things. We already demonstrated beyond a reasonable doubt that the first two things you mentioned that weren't reported were in fact reported. So it's not a hard time. It's called fact-checking. Well, Bob, let me tell you, politically, I brought up a lot of things that you... This has nothing to do with politics. This is everything to do with public safety. I'll give you one more chance to cite an example of a story involving a shooting in Broome County that you think should have been reported but wasn't. It's not just about the shootings. All right. It isn't about the shootings. Dave, thank you for your call. I appreciate your contribution. 607-772-1290. Hi, WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
8: Uh, Bob from Vasto.
0: Oh, good morning. What's up?
8: I wasn't going to listen, but I just to my kitchen turned the radio on. <laughs> um,
0: oh, I man, appreciate your checking in. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Dave from, or excuse me, was it Tom from Endwell? Tom from Endwell was claiming that a lot of stories of uh, shootings around here, including the shooting that happened near, Marabito Stadium in the post office on Friday afternoon and a shooting in the village of Fort Dickinson over the weekend that they're not being reported and of course the fact is they both were reported yeah whatever <laughs> yeah you know the, the fact is you know when people make statements if they're going to come on the program and make a statement that can't be backed up by facts they're, they're going to have to move on you know that's that's for the program's afternoon
8: a lot of stuff you say isn't backed up by facts either. So let's not even go there. Uh, anyway, I got a story for you. Ready? I'm listening. Oh, I thought you hung up on me. That's the usual. Yeah, somebody recognized my voice the other day. And uh, he, just, he shook my hand like I was his hero. And then he called his buddy. Can you get? Can you stick around for a few minutes? My buddy wants to. His friend had to drive from. I go. Yeah, I'm not in any hurry to go anywhere. His friend shook my hand so hard I thought he was going to break it. These guys are going. Man, you're our hero. We love when you call there. I I don't think you have as many fans as you think you do. I think I'm more popular. Everybody I've ever met is like, yeah, man. Yeah,
0: you're just like the Beatles.
8: Yeah, I know. If I was on there, I'd have you off the air and find Yeah, I don't know. I try to like you, but you just... The other day I heard you going on about crime 50 years ago. What the heck does that have to do with now? You know crime is bad now. Why do you keep denying that? Okay?
0: I didn't deny it. Yes, I said, I said You're crime always. has always been with us. Crime You're 50 years disgusting. ago was bad, as I pointed out. On Monday's program, 50 years ago, a guy from Binghamton shot uh, Binghamton University. Well, then it was SUNY Binghamton. Shot a yeah. SUNY Binghamton student on a, late on a Saturday night and killed him. So what I'm saying is the uh, level of crime in the Binghamton area today is pretty much the same as it was 10 years ago, 50 years ago, me. or 100 years ago.
8: I don't believe that for a minute, neither got to keep pushing this liberal crap like you always have. Come on, get with the program. These people are coming into this country. I don't know. I don't understand why you people can't see this, how wrong this is, but
0: that's the way it is. It is the way it is. At least least, uh, some people are serving as uh, a voice of reason in a media landscape that now is dominated by uh, loud voices who are just trying to exaggerate and enrage.
8: Oh. Oh. In 2024,
0: one of the things that you'll notice is <laughs> some people are not capable or willing of participating in a lengthy, thoughtful dialogue. On the other hand, there are others who will contribute in a positive manner because this is your positive radio station. I am the Prince of Positivity. 607 Bob Joseph on Binghamton Now.
1: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern tier money at Galt Toyota. First
0: The truth shall set you free. WNBF with Bob Joseph. 607 772 If you have an email, you may fire it off. Bob at WNBF.com. Love to hear from you on this Tuesday morning. If
14: you want me to stay, I'll be today to be for you to see. I'm about to go, and then you'll know, for me to say, I got to be me. You'll never be in doubt, that's what it's all about. You can't take me for granted and smile. Yeah, but please, I'm gone, forget to reach it to my phone, because I promise I'll be gone for a while.
0: Back to those busy, busy, busy phone lines as our fans continue to check in at the Binghamton Now Hotline. (laughs) We lost another fan. Anyway,
5: don't
0: worry, I'm here till noon. We may, uh, in fact, do a bonus. I think we should do a bonus show later this month. I'm, I'm inclined to make a special request. (laughs) <laughs> to do a bonus program, a late night episode. It's come up every once in a while where I've suggested that we could do Bingham to Now after dark. If we do it, it would be probably a one time only thing. If it's something you might like, when I say Bingham to Now after dark, I don't know how late it would be. I don't think it would be midnight because nobody would call in at midnight, but say. I don't know, Binghamton now after dark, say at 10 p.m., 9 central. Just one hour, just to see how it goes. Binghamton now after dark, we would reach some additional listeners, people who normally don't listen during the day. So that's something I'll run up the flagpole to see who salutes. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
15: Yeah, hello there, Bob. It's uh, Dave from Vestal. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. How about you? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I've I called in to give you a couple uh hair-raising numbers. Uh, first of all, uh, down at the border, Bob, in Trump's uh, four years, there were a total of 14 terrorist encounters. 14, mind you. In the first three years of Biden, the total has been... 358, Bob. Now, that's in counters. That doesn't even count the ones that have gotten through. Uh, Another number for you, Bob. We have sold, why? I I can't figure this out. But we have sold the Chinese roughly around 500,000 acres of farmland, Bob. and, And some of it in the area of military bases.
0: Yeah, in California. I know. I mean, so, it's, it's a free country. You could sell your property or your goods and services to anyone you want. It's a free country. That's what America is about, freedom. Are you telling me Americans should not be free to sell their property to whoever they want? To communists? No, they shouldn't be. Yes, communists, conservatives, anybody. What, why are you... I thought you were an American and you supported American values. American values mean people can do what they want with their property. If they want to sell to a conservative or a communist, there's nothing against the law. <laughs> yeah, I'm American with American values. I'm an American with bigger American values. I have the best American values.
15: Well, I very much dislike communism. And, Bob, also... um over 20,000 young Chinese men have come across the border, too, Bob. That's, you know, it doesn't make much sense, Bob. Are we becoming stupid? Communism? No good. Matter of fact, if you're an American communist, get out. We're sending you out. If you're American Marxist,
0: get out. No. No. We're not sending Americans out. This country is inclusive. If, if some Americans want to be communist or some Americans want to be Marxist or some Americans want to be conservative or some Americans want to be capitalist. It's a free country. As long as you don't violate the law, stay, live long and prosper.
15: Bob, here's some comfort for you. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, in the midst of uh, Biden's uh, uh, what do you want to call it, talk with you? we're talking about his uh, his age and his uh, mental capacity uh, w- w- what's her name, Kamala Harris has proclaimed that she is ready to serve, Bob doesn't that make you feel good
0: yeah, she certainly she certainly, I've seen her speak, I've seen her interviewed and she certainly has a good command of the federal government she knows what America needs
15: well, she's ready to serve. Then I suggest, Bob, the next White House dinner, they give her an apron and a serving tray, and she can serve all she wants. And she may even find that laughable.
0: I find that disturbing, that somebody would say something like that about our vice president. Have a good day, Bob. gotta get to work. Yeah, get to work. Go make some money. The American government needs your tax money, as well as Kathy Hochul. Get to work. Get to work and prepare to pay your state and federal taxes on all your wages and earnings. 607-772-1290. You're listening to WNBF. The lines are open to all. World population has been estimated at about 8 billion people. So, if 8 billion people have access to a phone, they're welcome to call. If you're uh, going to speak on the program, though, and I don't wish to sound discriminatory, I'm going to have to insist you speak to me in English because my ability to converse in other languages is not good. I apologize. It's on me. So if you do call into the program, please, please, please speak in English and um, I'll, I'll work on that. Work on that. Working to, uh, increase my understanding of other languages. It's 1029, we're on the air at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Barry Marion Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning,
12: Bob Joseph. This is a first time caller and I've been listening to your show for years and I love it. But today's a very special day and I want everybody to know it because I'm a I've been a radio collector for years, small transistors, large radios. This is National Radio Day, February thirteenth
0: oh my goodness oh thank you because i i remember last year national radio day came and went and i think i discovered it like at 9 p.m on national radio day and i i had not mentioned it at all on our program and i thought well there you go maybe i'll remember next year and until <laughs> you mentioned it, I totally <laughs> forgot. That should be, for me, that should be perhaps the most important holiday of the year.
12: I thought so too, Bob. That's why I wanted to call you. And I wanted to tell you, they, there's a new song that just came out by a radio collector. It's on YouTube about National Radio Day. It's a wonderful it's a wonderful song and uh, about radios. And I've been a collector for years, and I still love my transistors. I go out of town, I always take a small radio with me just to get the local channels. You know,
0: I just had to call and tell you. It's my first time calling you, Bob. Well, Barry, thank you so much. I oh, thank you cool. for um, celebrating with me. And I have to say, I uh, I always have loved radio from as far back as I can remember. And I remember... Um, probably when I when I got my first transistor radio. I got it at a by calling in a radio contest when, I don't know if I was oh, if I was 10 years old and I treasured that radio and then I, I let my brother my younger brother, he, who was mechanically inclined I let him borrow it because he wanted to see how it worked and he, he took it apart and it never worked again, but but, but that's fine because that, that was all part of him learning because he was so curious about, he ultimately became just a tremendous, uh, auto mechanic. And so his curiosity, even though he wasn't able to reassemble my, my beloved transistor radio, that was fine with me because they, let's face it, we've always been able to find other radios. So thank you for, um, well, well, celebrating National then. Radio Day with us.
12: And I remember my first radio. I was a little boy, and I lived right by the girls' club on the north side, and I got myself a little crystal radio set, and I would listen to it all night. I hung that antenna out from my door, and, and it made me go to sleep every night. Ever since then, I just love my radios.
0: Do you remember some of the out-of-town stations you used to listen to?
12: Oh, I listen to every, it seems like every radio station, and I do a lot of shortwave. I have small shortwave radios, and I just, I just DX and go through them. And oh, yeah. It, well,
0: I remember a lot of the big 50,000-watt stations, WTY oh, yeah. in Schenectady. Yeah. KDK, of course, in Pittsburgh, uh, widely regarded as the first commercial radio station in the country to go on the air and stay on the air more than a century later. Later, WBZ in Boston, uh, KYW, which is all news in, uh, Philadelphia, uh, WLS and WCFL in Chicago and WMAQ and, oh, whoa, whoa, WOWO in Fort Wayne, Indiana and WWVA in Wheeling, West Virginia.
12: Wow. Yeah, w- late. That's when they come in. It's late at night. You get these AM stations of New York, Philadelphia. They don't come in during the day, but at night you can get them in. And you, it, oh, there's nothing better.
0: Yeah. W-H-A-S in Louisville.
12: Wow. <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah. Well, you yeah,
12: can uh, tell people out there, you can still get transistor radios. They're still out there. I think everybody should own a radio, a little pocket radio, Bring a little happiness to their
0: heart. Absolutely. Well, Barry, thank you so much. I hope oh, you'll call again. Well. I hope you don't wait till next Radio Day. I hope I hope we hear from you occasionally, even if it's just say hello.
12: It's my first time, and I've been listening to you for years, and, and I enjoy your show immensely. And I'm glad that you promote radios because uh, they can never leave us,
0: and they will never leave us. Thank you, Barry.
12: You're very welcome. Bob.
0: National Radio Day. 2024. We should celebrate. We should have a gathering. We should have a gathering at the circle. Remember that circle over on Court Street near Shenango? In exchange, we should have a big gathering this afternoon to celebrate National Radio Day. America, even in 2024, still needs radio. Not every American needs radio. Some people, especially people, uh, younger people, admittedly, some, they're listening to their phones all the time, although some of them are undoubtedly listening to WNBF on their phone using the WNBF app. Or lately, of course, over the last two years or so, they've been listening at 92.1 FM. A lot of our listeners continue to tune in to 1290 AM or people who are at work or even using their phone. we well, go to WNBF.com. However you listen. Look, we've been doing this. In fact, well, stay tuned. I'll, I, I want to tell you about the first day of WNBF. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm going to tell you in just a moment. The first day of WNBF radio, based on a published account in the Binghamton press so in case you never heard it before maybe you've heard about it we'll uh, go back nearly a century to when WNBF all began you're listening to Bob Joseph this is Binghamton Now
3: You don't have to play it, but I hope you'll do your best I've been listening to your show on the radio And
0: you seem like a friend to me WNBF WNBF is about to celebrate its 97th birthday. It happened in February 1927. And looking at the Binghamton Press newspaper on Valentine's Day 1927, the headline was, Endicott gets radio license. Broadcasting from WNBF at Elvin Theater may start on Saturday. And as the newspaper reported, Dateline Endicott, a fine thing for this community, as well as additional entertainment for thousands of radio fans, will be the permanent radio station at the Elvin Theater, the license for which was granted on Friday by the United States Department of Commerce. The installation will be made this week, and the first program will be given. It is expected next Monday night, or perhaps next Saturday night. So... We're almost 97 years old. That's how it started. By the way, WNBF did not stay in Endicott for long. We did get started in February 1927 on West Main Street in Endicott. Pretty much where the uh, the bank is now. It's a half block from Nanticoke Avenue. Uh, WNBF wound up, actually, after just a few weeks moving to Binghamton to the Hotel Oh, actually no. We we stayed in Endicott for a while. We moved over to Washington Avenue to the Hotel Frederick. And then the following year in nineteen twenty eight, WNBF moved to Binghamton to the Arlington Hotel. So there's a little bit of WNBF history. It's ten forty five on Binghamton now. Jean from Vestal. Good morning. You're on the air. Good
14: morning in Hippie Radio Day. Thank you. Um I'm going back the previous callers, I just wanted to say, I think people are getting a lot of information uh, from their ring doorbells, like news alerts or shooting shootings heard or, you know, it's faster, I guess. I don't have one. My sister does, and she knew about um, some shooting on Roberts Street. I think it was Roberts. I said, where's that? She didn't know either, but I think it's, I don't know where it is by the Yeah, there's the a Roberts there's a Robert
0: Street on Binghamton's north side near Town and Country uh, Apartments, so maybe yeah, that's Yeah, I think that
14: might have been where yeah, it, was she she day day. it was. Yeah, uh, did she say what
0: time it was?
14: I think it was in the probably after 9.
0: Okay, maybe last nine, night. It was last dark. night? Yeah, it
14: was last night. Okay. Yeah, it was last
0: night. All right. I I will, I mean, I will look idea. into that. Maybe
14: something like that. Yeah, there was that,
0: police presence okay. and I don't know. I don't uh, know what happened. Yeah, I'll I'll look into it because it's I haven't been over to the apartments there in in a little over a week. I was over there last week preparing for a story, but I haven't reported out the story. So maybe I'll stop by this afternoon and, and talk to some people and see what they know.
14: Yeah. So I think probably that's where people get information.
0: Well, I know people get some information that way, and there's some other apps that people use. I don't use those apps, so what I encourage people to do if they whether they get it through a ring doorbell or one of those apps that so many people are now using, if they see information about a shooting, about a, a big crash or a big police raid, if they would send me an email, as soon as they know, bob at com. as soon as you find out, because the sooner I know about something, the easier it is for me to find out what's going on. Uh, the, toughest thing for me is when i find out about something 12 hours or in this case probably 13 or 14 hours after something happened then i go over and everybody who was involved is gone if i can get to a place and talk to some witnesses and get get a straight story that that's how news gets out but i i rely on tips i'm not i'm not monitoring uh, what the police are up to 24-7. I'm trying to uh, live a semi-balanced life. So if you ever find out something, like maybe a shooting in Binghamton or Vestal, send send a, a quick e- email to me, bomb at com. Okay. That's All right. It. I mean, just out of that.
14: Yeah. Yeah, one thank more you. Thing. What, one more thing, if I can.
0: Are you there? Oh, sure.
14: Okay. Um, this Joe Biden, I, he does, I think, need to be removed. And I don't see why they don't just put Kamala
0: in there. Well, what some people are saying is he will be removed and and uh, and then the Democratic candidate is going to be Michelle Obama. That's the, uh, apparently that's the smart money is Michelle Obama is going to be the Democratic presidential candidate and I think, I for one, would love a debate, or three debates between Michelle Obama and the Republican nominee. I think that would be... Uh, must see TV. They could make a lot of money if they would put that on pay-per-view.
14: I I don't think she'll do it. I just think she's got a happy life now. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I think well, well, it's kind of wrong. For I mean, I'm not a you know I'm not a Democrat, but I'm like, what's wrong with putting? She's a vice president.
0: Oh yeah, I have no problem. As I said, Kamala Harris, I think, is fully qualified to become president at this moment. If um, Joe Biden. Uh, talks it over with Dr. Jill Biden and everybody else. Uh, I would say, you know, he he would be uh, applauded if he resigned today at noon, and then right after that, Kamala Harris is sworn in as president. I guess the next question, though, is if Kamala Harris becomes vice president, then who should she choose to be her vice president?
14: I don't know. That It doesn't matter to me. I just
0: Well, it matters to me and to the country because what if something then happens to her? So what I would do, again, I know this is all hypothetical, but I think if for whatever reason in the coming weeks that Kamala Harris becomes vice president, I would urge her to consider choosing Andrew Cuomo to be her vice president. <laughs> I doubt she'd do that. Well, I doubt it too because she's not going to listen to me. But well, you know, everybody—not just in New York—everybody in the country knows Andrew Cuomo.
14: Yeah. Oh yeah, they know him. <laughs> but I think it's not going to—they're not—it's not, not going to change anything. I think it's like, okay, just move Biden out, and whoever's running Biden right now is going to be running Kamala right well, now. Well, they you say know, his there detractor- or are these people. Right. Well, no. his
0: detractors yeah. say that actually Obama is is running yeah, running be. things. So, so yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. going to change. All right, oh, well, stay okay. tuned, and thank you for All your right, call. have a
14: good day. All right, bye-bye.
0: It's National Radio Day here at WNBF. I encourage you to celebrate responsibly. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. You're listening to Binghamton Now. <laughs> Forecast today, cloudy, a high of 38. Night, mostly cloudy, low 22. Then tomorrow starts off cloudy with gradual clearing, a high of 30. To the phones we go. Dennis in Barton in Tioga County. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. Happy Radio Day. Thank you, sir. And something
16: you said brought back some old memories when you were talking to the gentleman that reminded you that it was Radio Day. You mentioned W-O-W-O you you had listened to. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Wow. Well. <clears throat> wow. When I was 18 years old, I, m- I moved out of Owego, which is where I was born and raised, and moved to Lexington, Kentucky. And in the early 70s, of course, you needed no money, no plan, no nothing. You just did it. And I had a beanbag chair, a mattress thrown on the floor, some cardboard boxes for my clothes, and a transistor radio. Wow. It was about the size of gluing two cigarette boxes together. And that was one of the stations in Lexington, Kentucky, that after dark, you could get once in a while with fade. And, of course, their moniker was the Big Stick. WOWO in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Indiana.
0: And I know yes. some of our listeners say some people who work for a BAE Systems, uh, if they yep. uh, work at Endicott, they also may sometimes travel to the uh, operation in Fort Wayne. So some of our listeners may have heard Whoa, Whoa, either at 1190 AM or 92.3 FM. And they've been, yep. they've been on the air just about one year, a little bit more than a year longer than NBF. They started in 1925. They're, they're that old of a station. Good Yep. yep. They've been a fixture. And it's interesting wow. because at first when I was hearing, whoa, whoa, from Fort Wayne, I thought they have a 50,000-watt station. I always thought Fort Wayne had to be huge, and then I did some research, and I <laughs> saw Fort Wayne is not actually that big, but they did have no. a station with a big stick.
16: Yep. And ironically, that little out of town lasted about six months and i i moved back and got married and my wife through work ran into remember guy nichols
0: i do and sadly he just died no yes he died i think just within the last couple of weeks oh good heavens yes I w- you know, he worked here for a while. Yes. He, he worked at WNBF, well, you know, for our group of stations and sales. Yep. And I have a Guy Nichols story. When he was on WENE and Endicott, the big E, yep. uh, he yep. had a feature on his morning show where if you sent him a postcard, he would call someone in the morning to wish her a happy birthday. And so I have a tape, I have a cassette somewhere of Guy Nichols, and it was probably in July 1971 when wow. he called uh, my mom on w and my mom was a very private person, but she knew what was up. I didn't tell her. It was a surprise. So she played along because she knew how it happened. She knew that it had to have been Bob who sent the postcard yep. to Guy Nichols. And he said, Uh Joan. Yes, happy birthday. Your son Bob sent me a card and, and wanted me to call you on the radio and wish you a happy birthday. So, and she never wow. forgot that. Even though she never really wanted to talk on the radio, she, she played along because she, she actually thought it was, it was fun to celebrate her birthday with people on the radio.
16: Oh, sure. When, w- when we met him, he lived in a trailer park between Owego and Nerd Valley. And as time went along and, you know, you make a bigger and bigger salary, he, he bought a house. And I believe it was out past, or out on Pennsylvania Avenue, past all the radio and TV towers.
0: Yep. Oh, by the way, I misspoke about, uh, when he died. He died December 19th. So it's been, it's been a few months. Hey, I have to run along. We've got the news. Thank you for calling in. Hey,
16: great memories. Thanks, Bob. Where news breaks
2: first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Cloudy today with a high near 39. Tonight mostly cloudy, a chance of snow showers slow around 21. Mostly cloudy Wednesday, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 30. A teenager is being held in connection with a stabbing incident that occurred at Johnson City High School. Authorities said the 15-year-old boy was taken into custody shortly after Monday morning's attack at the school. The youth reportedly stabbed a fellow student in the abdomen at the high school around 7.20 a.m. The 18-year-old student who was seriously injured in the attack was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. Police indicated his injuries did not appear to be life-threatening. His name and condition were being withheld by investigators. Police said the stabbing happened before the start of the school day in the grounds of the high school. According to a news release, school personnel said the Johnson City School Resource Officer had the incident under control within seconds. The boy who was taken into custody following the stabbing was being held at the Johnson City Police Station pending his arraignment. Police said the suspect was being charged with first-degree assault, a felony, and criminal possession of a weapon, a misdemeanor. The high school went into a lockdown immediately after the attack. Students were directed to go to their first period class at 825. A coffee break turned nasty when a dispute erupted at a Starbucks shop near Binghamton involving a man who threatened to decapitate a customer with a hatchet. Authorities said the trouble occurred at the Starbucks location at 904 Front Street in the town of Dickinson around 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. According to the Broome County Sheriff's Office, deputies determined that Daniel Ackley of Johnson City had been following a truck he believed had tailgated his wife earlier in the morning. Witnesses said as the truck driver placed an order at the drive-thru, Ackley pulled up next to the vehicle and started yelling at the driver for the alleged tailgating episode. Ackley was reported to have threatened the other man with a hatchet. When the truck truck driver went to the Starbucks window to pick up his order, Ackley pulled up next to him, continuing to yell and threaten. Starbucks workers advised the customer to enter the store to get away from Ackley. The truck driver pulled his vehicle into the parking lot, got out of it while holding a hammer. Ackley then is said to have accelerated, striking the other man in the leg with his vehicle. After interviewing witnesses, Ackley was arrested. He was charged with menacing and reckless reckless endangerment. According to the Tioga County Sheriff's Office, on February 10th, uh, deputies arrested Daniel Richardson of Aston, Pennsylvania, following a traffic stop on Route 17 near the Owego Rest Area in the town of Nichols. Richardson was found to have an active bench warrant out of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, for receiving stolen property. Richardson was taken into custody and arraigned in Tioga County Court. He was remanded to the Tahoe County Jail pending extradition as a fugitive from justice. Police say a small plane with two people aboard landed safely at Buffalo Niagara International Airport after its rear door fell off. Police in the Buffalo suburb of Cheektowaga say there were no reports of injuries or property damage on the ground. The plane lost the door on 5.30 p.m. Monday as it flew over Cheektowaga, a few miles south of the airport. Police say officers searched for the door but did not immediately find it. Businesses in New York State will now be required to clearly post how much extra their products will cost if customers pay with a credit card. That's thanks to a new state law that took effect Sunday. The law means stores can no longer post a sign on a door and at the register stating that credit card purchases will be subject to surcharges. Governor Kathy Hochul said in a statement the law will ensure individuals can trust that their purchases will not result in surprise surcharges. Pennsylvania's 2024 primary election may lack drama in the high-stakes races for President and U.S. Senate But the field for lower ballot contests are filling up for state attorney general and a handful of its 17 U.S. House seats. Today at 5 p.m. is the deadline for Republicans and Democrats to submit voter signatures to get on the April 23rd primary ballot. Pennsylvania's primary election is relatively late, and by then, Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Joe Biden may have locked up the delegates they need to become their party's nominees for president. Meanwhile, Democratic U.S. Senator Bob Casey and Republican challenger David McCormick appear unlikely to face primary opponents. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
3: News Radio 1290
0: WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now. On National Radio Day, 607-772-1290. If you'd like to call and celebrate. I
3: want children in the shadow, no light night, I'll do it, and then my radio device. With every one of those late night stations playing songs, bring tears to my eyes.
0: Joseph, the voice of reason. You had better do as you are told. You better better listen listen to the radio. News Radio, WNBF. It is National Radio Day, and I am grateful that Barry from Binghamton took a moment to remind me of the significance of this day. So if you... Uh, To celebrate National Radio Day with us between now and noon, you may call 607-772-1290. Morning, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
9: John from Bampton. I just have a question. On surcharges for credit cards, are you charged a surcharge when you use a debit? Some gas stations give you cash prices and other places don't. Is that fair? A debit card is like your cash out of your... Right.
0: And I don't... I don't believe that you get charged extra if you use a debit card, because I I think the um the theory with debit cards is it's as good as cash to the uh service station. I don't know though. If somebody runs a, a gas station or a convenience store and knows the answer, I I personally never use A debit card, when I buy gas, I always use a credit card, so I've gotten used to paying uh, several cents a gallon more when I use the credit card. But I have no idea if they have a surcharge for people who pay with a debit card.
9: Right? Why should it even it I mean i have been charge, you know surcharges using my de, using the debit card. I mean a lot of gas stations some some of them don't charge you, it, so it's the same as cash. Why can the stores charge you surcharges
8: and stuff? It's the same as cash. That's what my question
0: was. Yeah, it's a good question. If, uh, if somebody who is a business operator knows the answers, or who knows Governor Hochul, she's the. She's the person who signed the the new law requiring more disclosure of credit card surcharges. Maybe she'll call in to uh, explain what what this means about debit cards.
7: All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks. It's 1112 at News Radio WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Warren Bush, Disney, New York. Hey, Warren, what's going on there in Sydney? If, uh, are they still making calendars over at the calendar plant?
6: Up until July, and then it's closed down.
0: You know, that's terrible. That's terrible because they must have made millions of calendars there in Sydney over yeah. over the decades.
6: Over different, over the years, different companies uh, names, But, uh, yeah, they're merging with uh, their parent company, and they're shutting the Sydney uh, branch down.
0: And unfortunately, a lot of people be losing their jobs.
6: Uh, I would say between five and eight hundred, maybe more, a little less.
0: Well, that's that's got to be a terrible blow for the Sydney economy.
6: Oh, it is! It is! It is! Anything in a small community uh, like Delaware County in Sydney is is devastating. Absolutely, yes.
0: Well, that makes me really, uh, really sad that, that that's going to be happening this summer.
6: I just hope that nothing ever happens to Amphenol, um in Sydney. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, I hear different things all the time. So,
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of times you hear rumors and you don't know what to believe. The other thing, though, also for Shenango County, I mean, with the, uh, what is it, Norwich Pharmacal or whatever they call that, that's a lot of jobs still. Is, yeah, pharmaceuticals and, uh, of course, Raymond Corporation, they, uh, yeah. in green, they have, uh, a lot of people. Oh, and also speaking of Shenango County, who could forget the, uh, success of Chabani with their, um, with their Greek yogurt? So those are, the companies that are really powering the economy in Shenango County.
6: Yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, Although Shobani's is right on the border of the other county, too, um, Ossego.
0: Right, in uh, south New Berlin, I believe. I've never been to their plant. Have you been to the uh, yogurt plant? Uh, I've never been inside
6: it, but I've been by it. It, it. It's It's huge. It used to be owned by Kraft. You know that,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, they told the story about the um, how uh, the guy who came up with Chobani had seen, I, I don't know if he was on an airplane flight or something. He saw an ad for this closed Kraft plant in upstate New York, and one thing led to another. and He acquired the plant, and then he started Chobani. Oh and and that was that was I'm quite quite the uh you know it's an amazing to me it's an amazing story how how uh, a guy by the way a guy who as far as i know he wasn't born here was he, he was no was, no
6: he's from he's from over uh, over in
0: europe yeah yeah exactly. i'm just looking it up he he was born in turkey yeah. so there guess how old he is hamdi yulakaya the guy who founded chobani guess how old he is
6: I would say
0: in his fifty-five, fifty-six. He's fifty-one. He was born right. in nineteen seventy-two, and so I know. I
6: know he was
0: young. I know. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew he was youngish, but I I thought he was older than fifty-one. But he he founded Chobani, and right at that that closed craft plant in. Uh, South Edmiston, I guess. I think I said South New Berlin. And uh, he, he started that. And now, let's see, that was March 2005 that he started his company. And now Chubani has more than 2,000 employees. Of course, not all of them are in Chicago County. A lot of them are out in, I think, Twin Falls, Idaho, where they have a, a much bigger plant. But still... You know Chibani is still so important for um, the southern tiers economy for Shenango uh, county and, and the entire region
6: yeah and they get they get they they uh run buses uh, from utica down there for uh because they 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 have a tendency to hire a lot of uh uh you know immigrants and stuff so they they run buses down there for them, and uh, I talked to a few of the employees up there, and they they have a lot of problems with the language problem, different between back and forth. But but uh, that's not what I called for today, Bob. Uh, but that is a good that that is good what you're saying. What I'm calling today is Bob is that that. Um, you know, Texas had their LBJ. I consider you Bampson's LBJ, uh, Liberal Bob Joseph. And I believe that 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 as a country people are sick and tired of the liberal democrat way from the from on unsecuring our borders.
0: Well by the way, just so you know, Democrats in this country outnumber Republicans by tens of millions so it's it's always good to point out in case people forget that there are a lot more Democrats in the United States than there are Republicans so go on
6: That is true, and I don't figure that one out a bit. The
0: the reason why the Democrats don't do as well as they could is a lot of the people who are registered Democrats just don't go out and vote, whereas a higher percentage of registered Republicans vote in local, state, and national elections. That's why the Republicans are so powerful.
6: But you were talking earlier about Carmilla, Carmilla Harris becoming president. She would be next in line. There's no doubt of that, but she wouldn't have a chance of anything. She couldn't even. She wasn't even within the 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 top four when she ran for president the first time. She wasn't within. Nobody liked her. Look at her polling numbers. And and for her, you know, you and your side to say Michelle Obama be her fight. We went through the eight-year experiment with with Obama, and, and it, was it was great. Well,
0: I mean, the country was unified. You know, there were a lot of people who were actually happy. We didn't have to deal with all sorts of daily wackiness like we did with the guy who followed him. Oh no, I'm no, I'm. Oh no, the guy who followed him, who actually ran against Hillary Clinton, thinks he defeated Obama. I've heard, I've heard that guy say. How he beat Obama, and I'm thinking, man, you didn't even run against Obama. Do you need some memory pills?
6: And Obama ran, and and uh, and Bob, uh, you know, uh, McClain, he uh, he he didn't he never went after Obama on the issues because he was afraid of the skin color.
0: And I don't think John McCain was afraid. Of Barack Obama's skin color, I don't think. Actually, John McCain was a Republican who showed incredible, incredible professionalism and poise uh, during his campaign. I, I was wondering if um, future Republican presidential candidates could behave in in that kind of way. He was very dignified.
6: He was a rhino. He was never. He was a Republican in name.
0: I didn't think he drank. They never said anything about him drinking. Not a wino, a rhino.
6: What's that? A, a rhino. A Republican in name, but you're not truly a Republican. You 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 have a you you have a tendency to, to go with the Democrat people.
0: Well, I think he wanted to compromise. I think that's one of the secrets to his success in all those years as a U.S. senator. That's why he was respected. Certainly for his service in the Senate and also to his service to the nation in in, um, the military. A lot of of political figures these days have never served in the military.
6: Oh, and that's a serious problem too, Bob.
0: It is. It is. I think, uh, you know, can you imagine, can you imagine if all presidential candidates had to serve at least two years in the military?
6: Well, I think I think it's one step forward, Bob. I think every kid, women or children, once they hit eighteen, should spend at least one year in our military, just like Israel and other countries.
0: Well, it's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. It's not going to, it's not ever going to be um embraced here in this country because you have some people who, for whatever reason, don't think their son or daughter is suitable for the military. They, they wouldn't want, say, when their son or daughter turned 18 or 21, to have to spend a year in the military serving America.
6: But that's what uh, what our forefathers back in the Revolutionary War, the sacrifices they did uh, for this. We wouldn't have a country if it wasn't people like that.
0: I agree. But I'm talking about today, most Americans individually... For themselves or for their children don't want that kind of sacrifice We're we've become a more selfish, more self-centered nation.
6: That is true. And I believe that if we continue on the trend that we're on in 50, 60 years, there may not be an America. And I worry about the debt that we're leaving on the children, the the next four or five generations All the debt, all the, uh, you know, like I say, in my opinion, the open borders is treason. Uh, The lack of respect to the police officers um, and the high taxes. You know, people, you just can't keep taxing the way they are.
0: Here's something. I want you to take a guess. I know this is unfair because I, I would be at a loss just on live radio to tell somebody what the debt is. What do you think the U.S. debt is right now, the United States debt? Take a guess of what it is.
6: It, it, it's a little over $33 trillion.
0: You are so close. I, I could not have given you a number. There's a website that gives the – this is, of course, an estimate, but it's it's updated on a regular basis. They update it every day. And the U.S. debt right now, according to this website, which is part of the federal government. This is not uh, a website I just made up. This is part of the Treasury Department. Our national debt as of this moment is $34,228,178,000,000. Wait, let me start again because these numbers are just too big. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to. Take a deep breath. I apologize, but I'm going to read the exact amount of our national debt, according to the Treasury Department, okay? Okay. And we'll see if I can get this right. I don't think I've ever attempted to read a number this large ever, even in private. And here I am on the radio live on National Radio Day. Our national debt now, according to the Treasury Department, is 34 trillion two hundred twenty-eight billion one hundred seventy eight million two hundred ninety six thousand three hundred forty six dollars.
6: And going up by the minute.
0: Yes. It's exactly and right. And so it's out of control. And I blame oh. Demo- I blame Democrats and I blame Republicans. I blame Liberals. I blame conservatives. I blame oh. every president in my lifetime, I blame every member of Congress, and I think I think everybody who's in in the U.S. government has to take a look at this number and understand this is not sustainable.
6: But Bob, who are we borrowing the money from?
0: China. Thank you. And We're, it's going to come due, and someday, 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 when the Chinese government calls in our debt. We're likely to be in big trouble. Warren, the only thing that I think is saving us right now, because we owe so much of our debt, trillions of dollars, to Chinese interests, is they realize that we are their best customer. So if something happens to the United States of America in terms of our economy and our ability to buy cheap junk manufactured in that country... Then it's going to adversely affect their economy. So at this moment, at this exact point in time, the Chinese government has no incentive to do anything to shut down our party. But at some point they could.
6: Well, Bill O'Reilly, a while back ago, uh, a while ago, said that last year, well, for the last 10 years, the United States has only been paying on the interest we have not even touched or not the interest we've been paying on on yes the the interest we have not hit the the principal at all we just pay you know i mean and last year we gave them 889 billion dollars in interest that 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 figure is astronomical
0: it's outrageous And as I said, it's not sustainable. At some point, the wheels are going to fall off if we don't stop digging the hole. You know, if you have a problem, if you've dug yourself into a big hole, the first thing you need to do to try to fix things is to stop digging.
6: But the problem is, Bob, is that everybody and her brother has their hands out for something.
0: Yes, I know. Everybody. Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, uh, poor people, rich people, radio people, all people, I want more money. I want a handout. I want government cheese. I want a $2,000 check every year right before the election. I want discounts on my next uh, uh, electric vehicle. If I buy a Tesla... I want the government to subsidize my Tesla by $17,000. That's what I want because I'm an American. I want stuff from the government.
6: Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you another question, and then I'm going to let you go because I'll let other people talk. Because we could talk on this all day long. Is it fair that American, a baby that's going to be an American citizen as soon as she pops out of the he or she pops out of the womb, before they can walk, talk, say anything, they have over a hundred thousand dollars in federal debt on their back right away. As soon as they're
0: born. No, it's not fair. But as Walter Cronkite would say, it's the way it is. No, I say it is not fair, and that's why everybody in the federal government—means members of Congress—everybody. That's the White House. That's everybody. And every department needs to start taking the debt seriously and taking steps to reverse the trend. It's not going to be easy, but it's something that must be done. Thanks, Warren, for your call. It's 1129. You're listening to Bob Joseph, the real voice of reason. On Binghamton Now.
1: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW.
0: radio day WNBM Salute your radio Protect your radio at all costs 733 WNBF Live. Go to Kissimmee, Florida. Steven.
7: Hey, uh, hey, Bob. This, uh, I heard you talk about National Radio Day. I didn't know if you also know it's National Pancake Day. Denny's and IHOP are giving like a free stack of pancakes up until 7 p.m. tonight.
0: Oh my gosh. Maybe I can go and uh, order a stack. Uh, over, they have a, a pancake hut, I think, over on the Parkway, and I can celebrate with them the National Pancake Day, and they can give me a candle, and I'll blow it out to celebrate National Radio Day. So it's like two days in one.
7: I happen, I happen, uh, Denny's,
0: correct. All right, and you tell me that uh, you listen to us in Florida using the WNBF app, correct. Well, I thank you for uh listening to us using the I'm app.
7: From, I'm from I'm from Broom County originally. I went to I went to UE.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> I did. Well, that certainly is one of the better schools in Broom County. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course I'm biased as uh, as a one time tiger myself as they say once a tiger always a tiger so uh, I I seem to be somewhat biased uh, in favor of UE but those were those were good times at 1200 East Main Street
7: Yes they were yep and I'm a snowbird now so once a snowbird always a snowbird
0: well, Stephen, thanks for calling in. I hope we uh, can hear from you occasionally as you uh, enjoy the finer things in Florida.
7: No problem. no problem. Enjoy your pancakes if you go.
0: All right. I'm putting it on my list. It's a great idea. Vinny from Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air.
17: Yes, good morning, Bob. Hey, you know, I wanted to shout out a thank you uh way to go that shows the american people shows the world leadership and that's for our own chuck schumer i see the senate passed the ukraine funding in the pre-dawn vote you know that's that's how you get things done bob as a matter of fact uh chuck chuck uh, said that he hailed the bill that american leadership will not waver falter not fail He said, today we make Vladimir Putin regret the day he questioned America's resolve. Today we send a clear bipartisan message of resolve to our allies in NATO. I love it. But you know what the good part about this? Actually, the great part about it is what Mitch McConnell said. And he warned his GOP colleagues that the Senate would put America's security and credibility with its allies at risk by failing for this passage. He said, I know it's become quite fashionable in some circles to disregard the global interests we have as a global power, to bemoan the responsibilities of global leadership, to laminate the commitment that has underpinned the longest drought of great power conflict in human history. He said in a powerful speech Sunday, uh, uh, referring to the growing influence of these isolationists within our party. This is idle work for idle minds and is no place in the United States Senate.
0: Well, I commend Senator McConnell for showing uh, some semblance of sanity, and we need more of that. Thank you. Let's see. Who's next on the magic WNBF phones on National Radio Day? Matt from Binghamton. You're on the air.
9: Hey, how you doing, Bob? Good. I like to thank uh, liberal LBJ, and that guy was talking about debt. It just so happens that you were one of the only presidents, or LBJ, In the last 50 years, there's only been two balanced budgets, both under Democrats. LBJ did it in 69, and Bill Clinton did it from 1998 to 2001. Since then, what happened, who got elected after that? Oh, it was George Bush, who ran two wars on a credit card and gave the biggest tax cuts in the country. The problem we have, and and by the way, debt is used supposed to be used in emergency situations mostly that's what uh, you know the a lot of economists will say and debt actually postpones us having to pay taxes um, yes we pay interest and uh, obviously we have to you know do different things to uh, pay the interest but it postpones if you put all if the problem is we used to have a progressive tax system in this country and i just that's what i don't understand is the people who love and rail on the uh, democrats and it's all about trying to get the people who aren't paying taxes to pay taxes and that's and they, and then people call that communism when the richest people in the country they all admit it warren buffett said i, I paid less taxes than my secretary um you know, all we want to do is get back to where the taxes—well, maybe not quite as far as people's heads would explode—but when Ronald Reagan took took over, the highest tax bracket in this country was nine, almost ninety percent.
0: Well, then, if it was good enough back then, let's try it for five years. Doesn't have to be forever. Just announce that we'll go back to the way the tax structure was uh, in nineteen eighty, and some people consider nineteen eighty to be good times. And let's just try it for five years to see if it can help make a dent in our national debt. We need to do something.
9: Well, but the point is, first of all, it'd be nice to have a real economist on, find somebody, because I above my pay grade for that kind of financing. But there's a whole different way that people look at debt now, especially with the United States, because we are the most powerful country in the world financially by far. So many countries... The 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 dollar is the standard for most countries, and it's it's a whole different thing that I you know I was talking to a guy that knew quite a bit about it, and we only talked for a few minutes, so I didn't gain a lot of knowledge. But the debt that we carry compared to other countries is not the same because of how because of how we prop we are so we are so crucial to the whole world economy, the American economy, and so we you know we can carry more debt.
0: Well, true. I know, but, you know, at some point, and maybe it isn't necessarily in my lifetime or your lifetime, but at some point, you know, things are are going to get bad. I, I don't, well, who knows when they'll get bad, but there's got to be something done at some point. We can't keep going on like this.
9: Say there was shouldn't be something done. I just gave you what done, what should be done. Go make people who don't pay taxes, who are the richest people in the country, make them pay
0: taxes. I agree. I no. I I agree. That's a good start. That's a great start. And and then even more could be done. But you know what, Matthew? Uh, there is no political will to address the problem of our national debt. There is simply no political will. Rich people don't care. Poor people don't care. Uh, senators don't care. Members of Congress don't care. Presidents don't care. And you know, you know from your political experience, what do people want most? They want government money. Ah,
9: Bob, you're so cynical about who cares about stuff. Last night, the bill. What Benny didn't say was what the bill, what the vote was seventy-two to twenty-nine. That's the both. That shows that the Senate came together and worked on something important. And passed it with an overwhelming vote. It wasn't a close vote.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to fly in the House. It's going to go down in flames in the House. There's ways they can get around it, and I think they're going to use it on this one. and I hope they do. Well, I hope they do, too. Appreciate your call. Yeah, I'm not. And don't ever confuse me for a cynical talk show host. I'm the Prince of Positivity on National Radio Day. Martin in Binghamton. Good morning.
13: Hey, yeah, thank you. Hey, a couple of things. I talked for over an hour with um, an economist that teaches uh, economics at SUNY and SUNY Broom, uh, and they just became a captain in the U.S. Air Force. That's Giovanni Scaringi, our former first ward councilman. I mean, you know, maybe sometime uh, he can get on there and uh, talk some economics. But um, on the radio there, uh, you said you played the Mexican radio. and reminded me of when I was living in Gilroy, California, K-FAT, um, the garlic capital of the world. And um, what, what was it, it called, was, K-FAT? K-FAT. K hey, Fat
0: Radio. What are yeah. they like trying to sell? Big hamburgers or oh, K Fat? What are they trying to get people to go off their diet? K Fat. But
13: I had a T-shirt thing. That all right? They just have a story. But-
0: Speaking of California, there's a story uh, in the New York Times today. Palm Springs, their station is K Gay. Says call letters that say it with pride, K Gay. Is America's only terrestrial radio station geared toward LGBTQ listeners. And they have a big story about that in the New York Times today. K gay. Well that's not
13: that's not the reason I call I called about the radio and this is this only apply to certain people of certain age, um kind of a covert radio thing with um if you remember um the World Series um would be on at one o'clock and so like you'd you'd like try to wear a long sleeve shirt and have my web core radio with the um uh earphone and you know try to uh listen to the world series and, and class you know when you'd have to the core would be short so you'd have to lean on your elbow look kind of disinterested there and uh the, the nuns were kind of frown on that, but um, I don't know if there's people like Ron and Joe that might have done that because the games are on early. They were on like 1 o'clock, and then you'd get out, and you'd have to run home They got the last um, couple innings. But
0: anyway. Yeah, those were good times. I'm looking at an ad for the Six Transistor WebCore radio, complete with carrying case. It says it's wonderful at beach, in-yard, car, or home and, um, yeah, it came with its own carrying case
13: yeah uh, well those there were different there were different types, you know there were different ones this was a little smaller, so it was able to fit inside the shirt and yep. then run the run the line up through the through your um, sleeve and into the ear <laughs> you know yeah so.
0: no that, that those were the good times that's that's when radio was radio that's what that's what WNBF stands for.
13: Yeah, you know, and and um on uh, the documentary with um, George F. Johnson, George, you know, there's Johnson and Watson. Um, when he came here, um, who's the radio station? He's the president of the United States talking about the free world. What's the four letters right there?
0: WNBF. Yes, yes, sir, Bob. Yes, Yes. we've been this station has documented so much history over the past century. And you know what? I'm still doing that today. I'm, I'm continuing the legacy of WNBF radio going back to 1927. So every day I come here and report on the news and then spend three hours here talking with listeners as well as local guests. So this keeps the tradition alive. I appreciate your call, Martin. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. 11.45, celebrating National Radio Day in style with Bob Joseph on WNBF. still had the radio. Didn't have the dashboard, though. I'm sure I'm down, down, we still had news radio, WNBF. Well, well, DJ in Binghamton, you're on the air. Well, good morning,
15: Bob. How are you doing today?
0: Great. It's National Radio Day.
15: Did the skies get fully blue yet? I'm not out there. I know there was a little bit of blue in the skies, mostly clouds, though. That was a question, but since hey, but check this out. So here's what, really why I called. I'm I'm inside somewhere doing something that I really don't want to do, but I have to. Anyway, why didn't you say that, you, <laughs> that you're a conservative? You're not a Democrat when that guy said you're LBJ,
0: liberal Bob Joseph. <laughs> hey, he's entitled to his opinion. It's not going to dissuade him. I'm perhaps the most conservative person I know, but I'm not gonna argue it on the radio. I know. I'm you know, half half of the beauty of the program is uh fifty percent of the listeners think I'm liberal and fifty percent think I'm conservative, so Bob. when in fact DJ, and you know this, I am the voice of reason on America's best radio station. That's what it's about. The voice of reason. Am I conservative? Am I liberal? No. I'm your voice of reason. The type of reasonableness that would go well at the top levels of the U.S. government if only we could see this kind of reason. In my opinion, I'm Bob Joseph. It's Binghamton Now on National Radio Day. This is a...
14: And the Singers, Take it easy, take me high, purple satisfaction. Baby, baby, got give me, give me, getting cooking, Leslie the story. and WNBF, good morning, you're on the air.
0: What's your first name? Where you're calling from? Ah, this
14: would be Jesse from Owego. Hey Jesse, what's going
0: on there in Awego? Oh well
14: that strawberry's not missing,
3: by the way. I love that
0: it's like it's life is a rock, but news radio rolled me. Uh-huh. Happy national
12: radio day. I had no idea there was such a thing, Bob.
0: Well, I knew, but I had forgotten. So fortunately, fortunately, Barry from Binghamton called to remind me.
6: That was very cool. Now, I'm not sure about the free pancakes. I don't know anyone around here that would give them to me, but
0: Hmm? I don't know. I'm going to go out there on the parkway and ask them. I'll tell them that I work on the radio, and they'll say, Oh, it's not free pancakes for you, buddy. It's $22. It's like, <laughs> I don't want $22 pancakes. Thanks for calling in, Jesse. That is all the time we have today on National Radio Day. Be careful out there. I'll be back tomorrow.
1: Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton. A town-